3: streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen Furst. And welcome to Kidney Talk. It's summertime and it's lovely
0: and we're getting ready for the 4th of July. Oh, I know. I love the 4th of July. It represents Independence. And I love being independent. Well, you're very, very
3: independent. You really are. I
0: am. You have to learn how to be independent a lot of times when you have an illness because you have to take charge of your care. Right. And, And how do you celebrate
3: July 4th? What was your usual thing?
0: Well, I used to like to see the fireworks, but... I have a lot of animals, as you're aware. Two dogs, two cats, and a parrot. And
3: yeah, There's I like one to... gnawing at my leg at the moment.
0: <laughs> and actually, I like to be home on 4th of July in the evening because they need their mommy <laughs> at home with them okay, because of all the loud it noises. a little bit
3: too far. Okay? What? You call mommy? yourself mommy?
0: I'm mommy. Don't They're you ever my babies.
3: Don't Milan. <laughs> Don't treat your. I should be the pack like leader. <laughs> you know, we have a great story today of a Marine who got a kid. No, He did, He donated a kidney.
0: Yes, he donated a he kidney. He
3: donated a kidney. He got it from somewhere else, though. He got it from somebody else, and then he donated it.
0: He didn't get his kidney from somewhere didn't else. Didn't he sell it on eBay or something? No, no. Oh, I got the
3: story wrong. Right. No, I'm just joking. No, this Marine donated a kidney to almost a perfect stranger, but it turns out the guy is a distant relative. Yes. And you mentioned a statistic to me that more women donate kidneys than men, and I don't get it.
0: Well, maybe it's because I hear that more women donate because more men... Oh, more you mean it could be yeah. a a total yeah, it could, lie. Be, it could be a total lie. Oh, my God. But, you know, women do nurture a lot. But, you know, I've heard a lot of men giving kidneys lately. And this gentleman, Darren Smiley, he's from Montana and he's done two tours in Iraq. And, you know, with Independence Day coming up, we owe our freedom to our armed forces. So I'm very grateful.
3: Well, I thought we owed him to the Salvation Army. <laughs> <laughs> I love Salvation. You,
0: do you I, like to I go love, shopping there? I love it. I love the <laughs> Salvation Army. Kind of what things do you buy now, at the Salvation Army? I don't, I buy half bottles of shampoo and everything. You know, we have Darren Smiley who donated a kidney to Daniel Haven, and they're going to be here with us today and both share their... Both of them.
3: And they only charge us once?
0: Hi, my name is Jenny
2: Huey. There is a critical shortage of organs. 91,000 people are waiting for a transplant. I am one of those people waiting for a kidney like many of you listening. I wait for my transplant coordinator to call me with the good news that they have a kidney for me. Other young women my age are waiting for that special someone who they met online at that dating website Match.com to call and I'm waiting for the right cross match. It is important that we all inform our friends family and co-workers about the importance of becoming a donor and to make sure they sign a donor card. Also, they need to discuss this very important decision with their family. We all need to bring awareness to the public about the importance of giving the gift of life so I can continue on with my life, dialysis-free, and have guys waiting patiently by the phone for me.
3: Kidney talk, Steven. And we're with the double D's, and we're not yes. talking about your bra size, Laurie. We got <laughs> well, Darren Smiley. And now, Darren, I got a question. Are you related to uh, um, a Stuart Smiley or no? Uh,
2: not to my knowledge. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. You're
0: thinking of Stuart Smalley, not Stur- Stuart. Oh,
3: Stuart Smalley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe Tavis Smiley. I don't know. Anyway, and Darren is all the way in Big Sky Country in Montana.
2: Yes, sir, that is correct.
3: Oh, wow. And what's it
0: like up in the Montana right now? Is it warm?
2: Uh, not really. It's snowing a little bit today. It's been snowing off and on. It's in the uh, 40s right now and gets it freezes at night. and uh, So it hasn't been too bad.
3: Wow. And also on the line is Daniel Haven from California. Hi, Daniel. And Daniel just got a transplant. And what the story's about is Darren has donated his kidney to Daniel. Now, how do you two guys know each other? Uh, family relations. And what, what kind of family relations? Well, he's my uh, cousin's husband. He's your cousin's husband. And had you ever met him before? Uh, family reunion. And Darren, <laughs> how did it come out that you were going to donate this kidney to Daniel? some guy you saw maybe once every two or three years at a reunion between the fried chicken and the potato salad
2: well it was, uh, it was Dan's dad it was at a Thanksgiving and I was visiting my wife's family in California and he brought up a prayer request about uh, a match, a donor match for Dan and he said only thing you need to be is the same blood type and that was his prayer request that we'd be able to find somebody that would be willing to do that due to uh, other medical issues and the, the rest of Dan's family, they weren't good matches.
0: And. and what blood type are you?
3: I am O positive.
0: Okay, so is my husband. That's like the universal well, blood. Yeah, donor. most
3: of America's O positive. I, like that's no. not a big deal.
0: Well, it's exciting when you're O and you married an O. You never know when you might need a transplant.
3: <laughs> Is that where you look for a husband? I did. I, it,
0: health insurance you know, and blood types. All right. That's all I care about. And, and how did you... And <laughs> uh, Darren,
3: when you found out that his dad, D- Daniel's dad was looking for, kidney for Daniel?
2: That's w- correct, yes.
3: That's correct. Okay, so uh, how did you feel? Did you say, hey, I'll donate, or going, oh my gosh, I hope they don't ask me?
2: Well, It was more of a feeling of, of uh, well, it was just basically my wife and I, we went home and returned to Montana, and we just discussed a little bit of, of just how would it be if if i was putting uh dan's dad's shoes as far i mean i have a young son and at one time uh, you know I, it comes to the fact for same situation and i can't do anything about it i hope someone else would and so uh at least said okay well we prayed about it I said, all right lord if, if it's meant to be then i'll the test results will work out and and i'll be a good match and voila it happened was
3: it this past thanksgiving that this happened
2: no this was a couple of years ago
3: and oh and it took it took a couple of years huh so i bet you you don't want to go to any more family thanksgiving dinners anymore because you don't you don't have anything left to give <laughs>
2: no they're uh, great was, people you,
3: you thought when you were going to thanksgiving dinner all you had to bring was a casserole and and it turns out you had to give your kidneys up
2: well it wasn't even put that way you know having to do it it was it was just a request and it wasn't It was a request of if you know anyone, so it wasn't a nobody knew my blood type
0: there. We kind of
1: had let the family know that, you know, we're kind of looking if anybody was interested.
0: Well, now, Darren, I know you're a Marine and you've served uh, two tours in Iraq. And so your your spirit is, you know, just to serve and help people. Um, tell us a little bit about what that was like. And, you know, then you come back and you donate a kidney. I mean, it, you are truly remarkable.
2: The time over in Iraq, I believe it's a good cause and we should be there and we should finish our
3: job. Oh, wow. Now, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 31. Oh, You're wow. 31?
2: Yes, sir. Wow. I know if you've seen pictures, I know I look like I'm 10, but...
3: <laughs> no, I was going to say, you may look like you're 10, but you sound like a lot older.
0: Well, how did your families and fellow soldiers react, your coworkers, to this decision?
3: Some, say,
2: some were like, you're going to do what? And, and at first there was some questions of, are you sure it's okay? Are you sure it's safe from my immediate family? And, and they actually met up with some other folks that had donated kidneys and had great experiences. And, and so that was, in my opinion, a godsend uh, to give my mom some peace. And she... Was very supportive, mm-hmm. as, as well as with the rest of my family.
3: Well, Daniel, you were diagnosed at what age? Twelve, I hear, huh?
1: Well, yeah, pretty much. I was going to a urologist uh, most of my, you know, young life, and then eventually was turned over to a nephrologist, and he told me eventually, you know, my kidneys would fail.
3: And what 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 was your cause of kidney disease?
1: Uh, glomerular nephritis. It's a filtering
3: problem. A filtering problem. Mm-hmm. I have that in my uh, swimming pool sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh
2: when that happens?
3: Yes. Now did they tell you what stages you were in as it progressed? Did, did they say you're in stage 1, stage 2, stage 3?
1: Well, I guess they followed the numbers, you know, with the creatinine and stuff and when you get high enough or something like that, you know, it's kidney failure and start feeling things, tired. I was tired all the time. Eventually when I started, you know, noticing some problems, you know, tired, my wife would complain that all I wanted to do was sleep or, you know, I'd have my ups and downs, you know, or I'd have real, a lot of energy and then I'd have days where I just didn't have a lot of energy
0: at all. Well, it says that your potassium was elevated and actually I had both of my kidneys removed at age 12 and um, I was on dialysis for 12 years. And at age 13, I had such a high potassium, my heart stopped, um, had a cardiac arrest. You had a high potassium. uh, What kind of symptoms did you feel?
1: I really didn't feel anything. What it had is I had a revision of my hip. Unfortunately, we forgot to check the potassium before I had surgery. And my potassium just went up to seven or eight something. And I kept saying,
3: I'm fine, I'm fine. They're going, no, you're not. Yeah, you don't feel, there really is no symptom because I had seven. Mm -hmm. And I went to Danovich, actually, the very first time I had a transplant in another state. But uh, the very first time I saw Danovich, my potassium was seven and I felt fine. And they did an EKG and he said, you know, you're having a heart attack at this moment. And I said, no, I'm not. You're kidding me. You're joking with me, Danovich. They well, uh, took me across the street to the emergency room, which, by the way, cost $800 to go across the street <laughs> in an ambulance, by the way.
0: Did you get a limo or something? I don't know. No. Tip, but... no, but I can tell you, I did have a high potassium. And I guess the final stages before your heart stops is you feel very heavy. Your muscles feel very fatigued. And I couldn't, like, literally pick up my, all I want to do was lay flat on the floor. But um, I live to tell the story, so I'm very grateful.
3: Now, when we come back, we're going to find out what other organs that uh, Darren is going to donate at his July 4th picnic. Okay, okay, think. Happy, positive thoughts. Happy, positive thoughts. Rainbows, puppies, and chocolate. Rainbows, puppies, and chocolate. Rainbows, puppies, and chocolate. Here we go.
2: Rainstorms, pit bulls, and cheap candy!
1: Are you tired of tape burns, infections, and embarrassing slips of your PD catheter?
2: Hurricanes,
3: coyotes, and old fish sticks!
1: I know she is. There's a revolutionary new product for dialysis patients developed by a dialysis patient. The PD security band will hold your catheter in place without using tape, helps prevent infections, and is custom-made to fit your own body shape and size. It's long-lasting, affordable, and best part is, it's comfortable. For more details and get to your own PD security ban, log on to www.patientpride.com.
3: Oh, tsunamis, rabies, and food poisoning!
1: Like I said, that's www.patientpride.com.
0: We're back with Darren and Dan. Now, Darren, did you turn to normal activities after the surgery? How long did it take you to recover?
2: They told me that I needed to
0: lay low for
3: a month, and so I stuck to that. <laughs> I think it's so funny. You still speak in military terms.
0: I had to lay low.
3: They told me what kind of rations I had to be on.
0: And going to UCLA or going to the doctor, it can be like boot camp. <laughs> and when you sit there all morning, and you know, please let me march because I'm tired of sitting. <laughs> yeah, you
3: know, going to UCLA and finding a parking space—that's—I'd rather go to Iraq actually.
0: <laughs> so, who paid for the cost of the surgery? Dan's insurance. Dan's you know, insurance. What kind Dan's of insurance? question is that? And you know, insurance pays for that. Well, I didn't know. I'm just wondering. She I mean, wants to know how much is in your bank account. She yeah, wants to know. I mean, I'm really curious because the single women out there want to know all the health plans of all the men and what our options are. Darren.
3: After the surgery, when did you get to go back to Big Sky Country? I was there for
2: basically a week, or a little less, actually. Mm -hmm. And then I had a a checkup, and they cleared me, and I was able to head
3: home. When you were at UCLA, did you see any movie stars there?
2: Britney Spears (laughs) did check into the psych ward the same time Dan and I were both there, but Uh uh, thank goodness I I didn't see her at all, so.
3: Uh, (laughs) Oh. But I... She's on your iPod, though, isn't she?
2: In Montana here, you know, the electronic world, just isn't as uh, extensive as it is in California. So I don't even own an iPod.
3: You don't own an iPod? You know what? I just got one, and my kids couldn't believe I was still listening to my 8-track player. Darren, what do you do for a living now? You're, you're in the reserves for the Marines now, right?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, correct. Uh, my wife and I, we uh, direct a, a Christian horse ranch in Montana.
3: So oh. all the horses can't be Jewish then, right?
2: That is correct. You know, we go through a strenuous uh, process to make sure that they're not Jewish. Oh,
3: okay. So what is a Christian horse ranch?
2: Our job here, or what we would love to do, is use the horses as a tool to present the gospel message of Christ. That's putting it out just flat and simple there.
0: So you have a lot of property to ride horses on, and it's...
3: No, they live in a small apartment.
0: What kind of question is that? Hey,
3: Daniel, Um, were you ever on dialysis, Daniel?
1: Yes, I was on dialysis for two
3: years. What kind of dialysis were you on? Hemodialysis. Okay. Right, in center? Did you go into UCLA or did someplace in Oxnard? No, I have a place right
1: by where I work, so it was perfect after work. I'm a graveyard tech, so I just go over after work and get my dialysis and then come home. Yeah. Oh,
3: that's at uh, Dialysis R S, right? Yeah. When you finally got the surgery, what was your creatinine level? Do you remember?
1: I started at 7-something before surgery. and Then it went down to 6, then down to 4. And then it hung around uh, 1.1 1. 1 for quite a while and just found out today. I just had a visit at UCLA. It's
0: 1.0. Oh, that's wow. wonderful. That's exciting. I always tell people they've just got a transplant. Pee all you can pee. <laughs> How are you feeling? Do you uh, feel much different now uh, that you have a transplant?
1: Oh, yeah. In fact, the second day after surgery,
0: I noticed the color change in my skin. One of the questions that always comes up, because I've had my transplant for almost 18 years, and this is my third transplant. Are you having any side effects from the anti-rejection drugs? or?
1: My problem is I want to eat. <laughs> it's funny, because it's opposite. When I was on dialysis, I just didn't feel like eating, and mm-hmm. they were bugging me because I wasn't eating enough protein, and my protein levels, I guess, were low. But... It's the opposite with the anti-rejection drugs. I guess it's the prednisone. It's the steroids.
0: When I was on my first transplant, I was on so many steroids because I didn't have a lot of anti-rejection drugs. I would have eaten a shoe. I didn't care. My second transplant was a little better. And now it's my third one. Uh, I only take five milligrams every day. And it's, uh, I have to tell you though, um, if you have any wrinkles in your face, it'll take them all out. So it is a secret to youth. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think it is about five milligrams.
3: Now, are you on uh, Prograf and and Celcept?
1: Yeah, Prograf, Celcept. All the
3: wonder drugs. Now, have you experienced any uh, any tremors in your hand from the Prograf?
1: Yeah, you know that's what I was uh, noticing, and I think they lowered it to try and help that because I told them the last visit uh, before this that my wife noticed my hands are shaking.
3: Yeah, right. I had
0: that with Cyclosporin too. When you get too high, you just start shaking. Well, when my
3: wife starts to talk to me, I start shaking anyway, so.
0: (laughs) I just got to adjust all of it. I've been going to UCLA for years. I see my own private nephrologist, and then I go to UCLA for when I have issues. But um, I know Dr. Danovich and Wilkinson for so long. It's a fantastic center. They do a a lot of wonderful things over there. Now, you know
3: (laughs) what? I have an interesting story. I um, needed a kidney, and I registered at UCLA, and I was promptly told that the wait was seven years. So I was doing some work in the Cincinnati area. And uh, somebody I was working with said they had a friend who had a friend who had a mother who had a son who knew some of the things that I had done as an actor and a director. And he decided to give me his kidney. And to this day, I don't know who he is. I only know his first name and his age. So talk about a godsend and a blessing for me, and such a great thing that this person did to a total stranger. I mean, I, I don't know him. He doesn't know me. I know his first name is Mark, and he's 39. And he donated a kidney to me without even meeting me.
0: That's pretty amazing.
1: Well, Darren's pretty awesome.
0: <laughs> so what is the one thing you want the whole world to know about Darren, Daniel?
1: Just a great heart and, um, you know, gold heart. I mean, it's like I told him, I said, how can you thank somebody for the gift of life?
3: Right, exactly. Except, you know what? He's going to remember this coming Christmas.
0: <laughs> Maybe you can get him an iPod. <laughs> no, it truly is a remarkable story. And, you know, Darren, that you've served in Iraq on two tours, really helping defend this country and for what we stand for. And, you know, now to come back and then give a kidney, you are a true hero.
2: I mean, we have a job to do, at least with the military. I mean, we have a job to do. And even as, as a Christian, we try and make life better for others and shoot if I was in that situation I hope someone would do it for me.
0: No that's true we really have to learn how to be kind to each other help each other and you are a perfect example of that and any closing words before we uh, wrap up this interview? Anything we missed?
2: Just like to just say to Dan that It was definitely worth it, and I'm glad I could help him.
3: Now, Dan tells me that since you were here a week, Darren, in L.A., that you were thinking about moving here to, like, Malibu and stuff and just leading a whole different lifestyle.
2: (laughs) Not really. Uh... (laughs) It's mean, not my first time the California, but it's a little too uppity-uppity for me. I think my <laughs> Wranglers and cowboy boots would be...
0: Isn't it more fun to sit on the freeway than be riding a horse?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing I love about where I'm at. There's not even a stoplight in my town.
3: Thank you, Darren, and I'm sure Daniel appreciates it. And once again, Darren, you know, when you go to these family functions, just wear a big overcoat. Don't let them look at your organs. A true American hero. Not yes. only did he go to Iraq and serve two tours of duty, but he donated a kidney to his cousin's wife, husband, Sounds whatever, <laughs> mother-in-law.
0: You got to get the names right.
3: I know Darren, Daniel, Douglas. Do yeah. you think they
0: sounded a lot older? I thought they were in their sixties. I didn't know.
3: I would have thought he was thirty-one well, years old. Well, he's probably
0: more mature for his age. He's a cowboy. You know, I've always been in need of blood transfusion, needing organs, so I've never been in a situation to even comprehend the idea of helping somebody else with a body part because I'm so body part deficient. Yes. <laughs> it's a body part challenge. No, I'm deficient. I'm missing some. Yes. But I do have the most important one the brain, which is needed.
3: And that's debatable. <laughs>
0: But it's pretty amazing, you know, when you think about somebody saying, okay, they raise their hand and they say, I will do it. And it it is, it's inspiring because today on the news, you hear a lot of negative stories and shootings and uh, bank robberies and, you know, all kinds of stuff that don't make you feel good. Stories like this make you feel good.
3: Well, you know, it's interesting because it was over a Thanksgiving holiday and everything (laughs) and I heard, he told me off the air, (laughs) it did come down to the wishbone. They both had a thing of the wishbone. (laughs) (laughs) And if Darren won, he was going to donate the kidney. If he lost, he said, you're on your own. We
2: can control our own destiny.
3: We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options.
1: We can form partnerships with our health care team.
0: We can take steps towards self-improvement.
3: We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family.
0: We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives.
3: We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow.
0: We can help and support our fellow patients
3: we can pursue our hopes and dreams.
0: Kidney Talk is sponsored by the generous donations of Amgen, Abbott, Genzyme, American Regent, and Fresenius Medical Care.
3: The opinions, recommendations, statements, and advice contained on Kidney Talk are for information only. You should not use the information on the show to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without first consulting with a qualified health care provider. Please consult with your health care provider about any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition or dietary regimen.